Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland breeders' number one supporter. Welcome to the Darling Download on SEN Track. Hello and welcome to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning as I welcome my offsider, Chris Nelson. Chris O, how's the week been? Pretty good, Sam. It's been uh, a little bit quieter towards the start of the week and as usual, it ramps up on about Tuesday afternoon, start doing the form for the weekend and then meeting after meeting after meeting and a couple of really enjoyable radio shows that we do, including this one, Sam. Ah, oh, it is, isn't it? Uh... The Darling Download. We love six races up the range tonight yep. at Toowoomba. Our guests this week is Nathan Versakley, a uh, Toowoomba jockey who uh, does an, a great job with his weight. He's a very tall jockey and uh, he's, he's tall as Stephen Arnold, I would think. Uh, and and so, Jimmy Orman. Yeah. Who had a good week. Exactly. Jimmy's had a great week. And Paul Nolan Jr. We're going to have a chat to Paul. Fascinating chat uh, this week. He Juggles being a horse trainer with another job of being an accountant. So uh, it's, it's tough one. when you're doing two jobs. It's yeah. a tough job. Being a horse trainer is a tough job when it's your only job. Well, that's true, let alone trying to do some numbers at the same time. <laughs> now, Toowoomba Horses uh, this week, well, bar none, he turned oh. up. Last Saturday, he turned up, Chris O, and you were not happy. Give me a spell. I mean, that horse runs 10th, 12th, 10th, 12th, 10th, 12th, and then it wins. And then it runs 10th, 12th, 10th. <laughs> and you could see it in the run. I could see it there on the fence there. This thing gets out. It's just going to win. It's just, And when it wins, it wins exactly the same way every time. Uh, it's... And it's big odds. So, you know, can't tip it. I mean, I think I tipped it at the sunny coast a few starts, but it just never got into the race. I don't know. Well... I do not know. That has sort of been the only action for Toowoomba Horses. Oh, we did have one um, more. This, oh, yes. Michael Nolan trained Master G to ride, uh, to win at uh, Ipswich on Thursday. Oh, yes. And it was very, yes. very heavily backed. Yes. Could say a plunge. That's right. It was jumped and on speed, wasn't it? Sure. Yep. That's yep. right. I missed Thursday. Yep. Uh, gee, lucky you're on It's tour. okay. I knew there was uh, one during the week that had been heavily backed, and that was it, Master G. So good luck to Michael Nolan and all concerned there. Uh, now, the superstar, the superstar Toowoomba horse is back in work, and that is Yellow Brick. I've seen a bit of uh, action on social media. Matty Sears is, uh, and, and the Sears Racing uh, Instagram account, and he he looks amazing, looks beautiful. He's a good-looking horse. They're always good-looking horses when they're fast, aren't they? But uh, he looks an absolute treat, and uh, he was stepping out well. So it will be good to follow him uh, in his build-up uh to the big ones. The Golden on. Eagle is going to be his aim. Ten the grand final. Yeah, that's going to be his grand final. He's got to get into the field, obviously. It's a race for four-year-olds. Uh, I think he's going to resume on Everest Day. No, I'm not sure. But he's, he's having a race somewhere on Everest Day, but the Golden Eagle is his, um, is his aim. So go, there you go. It'd go a fair way, $10 million, wouldn't it? Uh, well, it's not first prize, but... I'd be happy to take a little less. I know. I know. Uh, well, I went in Powerball this week, $20 million on the advice of my middle child, Charlotte, and? who tells me each week I won 
$49. But Charlotte says, every Thursday morning is a Powerball. We're doing Powerball. Yeah. She goes, Dad, I just want you to win Powerball and buy me a yacht. Why does she want a yacht? I don't know. Expensive taste at such an early age. Yeah, well, she throws to her mother there. (laughs) I would have thought, oh, did I say that? Did I say that? Righto. We will get our first break out of the way. And on the other side, we're going to have a chat to Nathan Vasakali. Looking forward to that. Uh, Nathan's got a good book of rides and he's got a busy day. He's off to Gundawindi and then uh, big book of rides at uh, Toowoomba tonight. So let's head to our break. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to The Darling Download on this Saturday morning and we've got a six-race card tonight at yeah. uh, Toowoomba and one jockey who is, uh, well, he's a Toowoomba jockey and we haven't uh, spoken to him for some time, is Nathan Vasakali. And I'm going to say, Chriso, he's one of the taller jockeys in the is jockeys' he? room. Uh, Nathan, welcome to the Darling Download. Oh, thanks, guys, for having me. Would that, be, would that be fair to say you're, you're the tallest in the jockeys' room? Oh, one of them, for sure. Okay, what, what's your height, Nathan? Yeah, um, I think probably... Probably just under six foot, oh, very really? close to it. Oh. Sammy and I have yeah. to stand next to you then. Which, uh, <laughs> which uh, proves that, uh, well, it's, you know, when you're that tall, um, it's uh, very tough with your weight. And just uh, let's go into a bit of that. How, how do you manage your weight? And uh, obviously uh, you ride a lot of work uh, uh, for Toowoomba trainers and, uh, but it it can be tough throughout the winter, or a bit tougher throughout the winter when it's cooler in the morning, Nathan. Would that be fair? Yeah, it's definitely a bit tougher, especially if winters up in Toowoomba. Um, they get pretty um, cold, that's for sure. Yeah, is, they would. It is, what is what is a day in the life of Nathan for Zachary? How does that work? And how many different trainers do you ride work for? And uh, is I, I, do you just ride work at just the track? Is is that all you do? Um, yeah, at the moment I ride for plenty of different trainers up here. I sort of about, uh, I'd say six, six trainers I've probably ride work for. Um, and yeah, I do ride plenty. So it's always an early start. Either quarter to four or four o'clock usually I start. Might get on my first one. So yeah, it's, it's a pretty busy morning. Well, that's, um, that's an early start, Sammy, but, um, it's not as early as we've had. What was it, Cav, last week? Was it work at quarter past one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Craig Kavanagh for, From, at uh, Golans, Tony Gollins. He, he, um, yeah, he gets up at quarter past yeah. one and then heads in and sort of looks around the horses before everybody gets there. And, uh, yeah, that's that's dedication for you. He might as well just sleep on side in a stall. <laughs> <laughs> have, have a box for himself. That's, uh, <laughs> nice yeah, soft <laughs> hay bed. It's uh, and what about so when you do that? How many would you ride work in the morning? Uh, about fourteen, fifteen. Gee whiz! And so when you, uh, how does it go? Do you do, do you do it in the in the same order every day? You go from this trainer to the next trainer, and obviously some get there early, some some get there later. Is is it always the same? Uh yeah, most of the time. Um, usually pop in, try and go down early to um, Curry's, do a couple, and 
um, venture on up to Rex Rex Lifts and then I think from there to Groves and then um, Johnny Dan's and then back to Curry's. All right, so what time do you finish generally? Uh, 8.30. And then what happens after that? Um, usually by the time I finish and leave, it's um, I get back in the car and then come home. Um, usually by the time I get home, I don't get home until about just after 9, 10 past. And if you're not riding, what do you do? Do you go for a sleep? Uh, yeah, so, sometimes. <laughs> do you play? Do you play um, golf, or have you got any pastimes, Nathan? Um, I love golf. Yes, um, try and sort of bit later than trying to get out, but most of the time, yes, I do love going for a hit of golf for sure. Are you a good golfer? Yeah. Um, depends what day it is. <laughs> Same as the rest of us. <laughs> um, yeah, so I can. Some days I play really good, and then some of those I hit them terrible. So. Uh, no, I do like going for definitely a game of golf. So um, is there many golf courses around that area? I know there's a couple at least, but is there many? Um, five or six here in Toowoomba. And do you play with other jockeys? Um, sometimes. Um, there's a couple of mates to ride work. We usually try and go for a hit, that's for sure. Who's the uh, who's the who who's the uh, best golfer in the, in the racing crowd there at Toowoomba? Who would be uh, the standout golfer? Oh, I'd have to say Kenji. Kenji oh, really? Cheated. Yeah, he's a, he's pretty good. Yeah. And who's the biggest thief? Who's got the highest handicap who's that the... shouldn't have the handicap that they should have that they have? Oh. There's usually someone around that inflates their handicap and tends to win a lot. And needs their handicap dropped back. I played with a few guys <laughs> like that. No one no, off the top of your head? Not really, no. There's, okay. a, there's a few that oh, well, they get par in eight times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what about as the trainer? I think Kempy's a golfer, isn't he? Doesn't Kevin Kemp train? Uh, that, uh, being a horse trainer, they don't have a lot of time to, to play golf, but uh, I'm sure there'd be some trainers that get out and have a hit. Yeah, I think there's a couple up here that do. Um, I'd say I don't know if Kempy plays, but um, yeah, it's definitely a couple that go. But you don't know. Tony doesn't mind a hit. Tony Sears, he doesn't mind having a hit of golf. Oh, good. Um, not many other trainers that come to mind. They don't need much time, as uh, as Sammy said. Now you're heading to uh, Gundawindi today for a ride for Honoured Toowoomba Horse early choice for Harry Richardson in race number one. Makes for a long day, doesn't it? Uh, what? How long does it take Toowoomba to to Gundy? Um, it's probably a good two hours from Toowoomba to Gundy. Yeah. Uh, go get down there and ride that one, and then come back. What are you expecting with that horse? Early choice, fitting name. Um, on its form. Um, looking at looking at the form, it's it should be hard to beat. It's first up. They they said that um, they didn't trial it this time. It's had plenty of work though. So, but um, on its form, it should be hard to beat. It's racing in a lot stronger races than what it's come up against for this assignment today. So, I think it'd be hard to beat with the gate as well. So, I think it's a nice ride out there. Is there is there a trick to riding uh, Gundy? It's obviously not a very big track, is it? No, it's not a very big track, but I don't mind it. It's a lovely grass track. They do a wonderful job with it. Um, sort of the trick is, is sort of a just got to look 
there's sort of like a red shed there, sort of about five or five hundred meter mark is sort of where you look to get going at. Um, it's one big sweeping corner, so you can sort of be on your bike by then. You're always in with the shot. Like the barn at Gatton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah kind of. <laughs> now, Toowoomba tonight, uh, race number one, your bride one for the Curry Camp in Champinski, who has drawn a good gate, this horse. Yeah, she has. She's um, she's obviously come up from Melbourne. She hasn't got that bad of form. Um, I did I did like her trial. It was a nice, quiet sort of trial first up. Um, hopefully use the gate. Should be thereabouts. Um, just might need the run maybe, but I think she's definitely an each-way chance. Uh, you're riding Hector Sagoa in race number two for Ken Jones. 17 starts, just the two placings. Uh, good gate, but obviously if he gets a run, needs to improve. Yeah, a little bit. He's been unlucky in his past couple of runs, drawing wide, and but he's he's probably just a rough place chance. Kenny's the uh, Kenny's the master of of getting a cheap one, isn't he? I know. Uh, well, my brother's uh, yeah. been in a couple of horses with Kenny, and and uh, yeah, he pays peanuts for them, but but often gets them up at good prices. Yeah, he does. This horse is, he definitely hasn't had the best of luck. Um, I have worked him a few times and. He's definitely got, a, got the ability to win a mode like this. It's not overly strong. Um, but, yeah, he's definitely the master of getting them up at long odds. Race number three, uh, you're riding Atlantic Way, another one for the Curry Camp, another one that has drawn barrier three. Yeah, definitely. With the rail out five metres too, it's a big help. Um, he loves the track and distance. Um, I, th- I think he's going... Better than than the form shows. Obviously, first up, he he didn't do much first up, but I think um, he'll improve a lot. And with the gate, I should be I should be forward, if not being close to the lead. Interesting runner, or interesting ride for you in race number four. Nathan is number one. First Peoples uh, having uh, his first start, uh, formerly with Sam Kavanagh, now with Dale Groves, and you did ride him in a recent trial. Uh, ran fourth of six, beaten just under six lengths. What sort of feel did he give you? Uh, he gave me a great feel. Um, very, very nice horse. Um, obviously, he's come up from down south. Uh, Grozy's done a good job with him. And I really liked his trial. It was solid. It was a, one of the fastest heats of the day, too. So, um, on paper and form, he's definitely one of my best rides of the night. Okay. Good to Ooh, know. There was a bit of confidence in the voice yeah, there, Chris. I like, that. I like that. I've written that down. <laughs> Gee whiz. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's a positive. Basil's Gift, you're riding uh, here for Mark Curry, your last ride of the night. It's had uh, just the one run. Wasn't beaten uh, too far there at Toowoomba on the 1st of July. Yeah, race super first up. Um, it's probably a bit unlucky, really. Drawing a terrible gate again, which doesn't help, but no, it's a nice horse. Um, if I get a bit of luck, I think she can go very close. Best ride uh, for the weekend, uh, whether it be the one at Gundy or uh, what what you've got tonight at Toowoomba? I think my best of the night is probably First Peoples. Beautiful. Ooh. Another tick. Yeah, two tick, ticks tick. next to that now. How do you go, Nathan, uh, booking your rides? Do you have a manager that chases rides or do you just – Basically, book your rides up when uh, with with horses that you've been riding work or Toowoomba horses. 
Um, usually I just do it myself now these days. Um, most of the time, use the horses I ride, sort of, or the trainers I ride work with. I'm just sort of, yeah, just on a, on a Monday, just let them know where I'm going and, yeah, just book it from there. I, I see you had some success at In June the other week. What sort of a track's that? Um, hard. <laughs> dirt? Sand, sand not sand. Dirt? Uh, dirt with a bit of rocks in it. Oh, really? Van Eken. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Where is In June? Uh, it's about an hour north of Roma. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're pretty warm there too. Um. Oh, warm in the summer months, winter months, it's bloody freezing. Is it? Really? Yeah, a bit fresh there. Is, wow. uh, where do you hail from, Nathan? Where do I hail from? Um, sunny coast, but um, and a bit of Tassie in me as well. Oh, well, you should be used to the cold weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely freezing down there. Yeah, and yeah. tell me, all your success, or basically most of your wins have been at Toowoomba. You've ridden successfully at Dolby as well. Uh, is Toowoomba your favourite track? Um, yeah, I do I do like Toowoomba. It's, it's a good service, sort of, and especially sort of knowing what that hill as well is the key. Um, and yeah, I don't mind riding that track. Dolby's another good one. And I don't mind Gundawindi either as a country track. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a trick, isn't it, with uh, Toowoomba? I mean, uh, you, you walk Toowoomba and, and you think, gee, this is, uh, you know, uphill, down dale, and it's tight enough. And, and it is, you know, I've said many times, it can be really tricky. But uh, I'm sure as a jockey, someone that rides work there and you get to know it inside out and then you're riding there all the time, um, it, it comes easily riding a track like that as opposed to someone that, that just turns up and that has never ridden there before. Oh, definitely, you know. I'm definitely riding work every day and knowing how the track lays is, is obviously probably one of the key things with Toowoomba. Um, it's not a track where you can just go hammer and tong, that's for sure, especially up that hill. It's a lot of effort to get up it. <laughs> yeah, I, I always used to say, uh, it, or, and sort of... Um, Back when I, I was did my apprenticeship with Dad, and then I went to uh, Tony Noonan's at Mornington and 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 started writing work for him for like about a year and a half. And and uh, Nash was his jockey back then, and then I used to ride the the second stringers. And but I used to always think you can see how why Mornington horses go so well at Mornington, yeah, just because that. They get used to, you know, getting down the side there, quickening up, and then they come into the straight and the hill. You know, they they kick in another gear. They know that it's coming, as opposed to horses that have never been there before. Know. It's almost like that. This horse, you, you you sort of go, gee, it knows the track that well because it's trained there every day. It knows where to pick up and quicken. So I would Good imagine that would be a bit bit of the case at, at Toowoomba. Would that would that be right, Nathan? Yeah, they're just that bit, you know, they're probably just that bit fitter than the, than the visiting horses, um, especially because of the hills. You know, it takes a, so they just need a bit of extra energy to get up it. Yeah, I think so. Well, Nathan, best of luck uh, today. You've got a busy, well, not so busy at Gundy, but uh, you've still got to drive there, punch that one round, and then uh, and then uh, big night of rides tonight. Best of luck, and thanks for joining us on the Darling Download. 
No worries. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thanks, Nathan. All the best. There is Nathan no Vasakli, Toowoomba-based jockey, uh, works very hard, and 14, 15 a morning is... Uh, is that a lot? That'll take the sting out yeah. of you, Chris, eh? Yeah, well, I, it I, is. I gather it would. Well, Tags used to turn up and ride too, so... And it, that'd take the sting out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to a quick break, and we will have a chat to Paul Nolan on the other side. He's got a couple of runners tonight, and... Uh, He's, uh, st- well, his horses are always hard to beat wherever they go. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to the Darling Download on SEN Track. You are listening to the Darling Download on this Saturday morning and we've got six races ahead of us tonight up the range at Toowoomba. Paul Nolan Jr.'s got a couple of runners uh, there tonight. And good to have Paul on the Darling Download. Paul, welcome. Thanks, Sam. Now, Paul, uh, Stable's been in good form. Well, you're always in good form. And I, and I think something that is, uh, is well, a little bit of a uh, bit different is the fact that you're an accountant. I'm not sure if Chris O knew oh, that. really? But but Paul is, is an yeah. accountant also. So. Paul, are you part-time trainer or part-time accountant or part-time both? <laughs> Full-time both, Chris. Full-time. It doesn't leave many hours left in the day. No, so, it um, I think I would be the only person silly enough in Australia to be an accountant and a horse trainer. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it certainly is. You couldn't get two more opposites, but that's why it works because uh, one's mental uh, with no physical sitting on your bum and... Um, the other one's physical, and you can relax your mind. So it actually has prolonged my accounting career a long time compared to being stuck in an office where I was before. So um, ultimately, we grew up on a farm, and we've got five generations of Irish blood that love farming and love animals and stuff. So I was probably never going to um, keep going, having to go into an office from uh, 9 o'clock in the morning till sometimes 7 o'clock at night. So um yeah, working with the horses, one's a complete break from the other. So um, I do a couple of hours of accounting from 4 a.m. and then we go to the track about 6 a.m. and then we do the horses and then have a bit of breakfast and have a nap and then get right back into the accounting for the rest of the day. So um, it's got a bit like shift work, but it works pretty well for me. So That's fantastic. So how long, how long have you been doing that, uh, juggling both those jobs? And, and was it uh, initially were you... Were you did you obviously uh, did your accounting degree and then and then you you turned to horses or well obviously you grew up around around horses all the way through. Yeah, so we grew up with them, Sam. So originally we were on a farm at Warwick and we moved down to Toowoomba in 1988 uh, with one horse and um, we built up the business and that there. Like I, we were just me and Dan were kids going to St Mary's here in Toowoomba and um, worked before and after school. Um, didn't really like like it that much because didn't leave a hell of a lot of time for homework. But um, <laughs> we um, it, uh, we were always told it'd teach us good discipline for later in life. So I now tell that to my kids. Um, but it is true. So um, then I went to uni, did an accounting degree, was still working with the horses and living at home. Um, and then once I finally, um, when I came out of uni, it was really hard to get accounting jobs at the time. Um, and I had to be a teller at the Commonwealth Bank for three months, um, and that nearly bored me shitless. Um, so 
I then had to uh, try and get an accounting job, and I finally got a job um, at Talbot and Purvis in 1996, and um, sort of juggled that with still helping out with the horses. Um, and then I became they invited me to be a partner when I was 27. Um, so I had to buy into the partnership there, and then we became Ridgeway and Nolan. We went out on our own, and then I'm just Paul Nolan Accounting now since 2008. So. I guess probably back with the horses full-time, probably since 2006, uh, Sam. And then um, 2008, I was out on my own with the accounting as well. And I didn't really know how that would work um, with no staff, but I was just sick of being in an office and probably I deal better with animals probably than um, (laughs) working in an office at the time. So, um, yeah, as I say, I I wasn't real. I was pretty worried. I wasn't really sure how that was going to work out. But um, here we are, what, 15 years later, and um, I couldn't be happier doing both, you know. So, um, and now it's funny, then COVID hit, and everyone said, geez, how are we going to go working from home? Um, and I'd already been doing it since 2008. So I was probably a bit of a trendsetter there in one way. But, um, well, there's talk so, about... Yeah, but, um, go on, sorry. No, sorry, Chris, you go. I was just going to say there's talk about getting people away from home and getting them back into the office now. Hasn't it turned around? Yeah, yeah I know. I know I'm very lucky that I've got my own business and I, and I can make my own rules. But, yeah, I can I can understand how... Uh, I can understand both sides of the story there. I can, uh, in, in some occupations, it would be bloody hard not to have your staff yeah. on site, you yeah. know. Um, and I can also understand how other occupations where they'd be going, we're actually um, got into this. Uh, it, was, it was really hard to begin with. You had to set boundaries and that, you know, and I still do that to this day that pretty much um, the time you're at home, you have to be really disciplined to go, you're not at home. You you need to be at work and you need to have head down, bum up and be doing the work, you know. But there are some great advantages from it too, like with horse racing, for instance, in that while I'm, you know, working in my office here doing accounting, um, I can have Sky Racing going in the background so you can keep an easy eye on on the horse and that. And sometimes it's it's just background noise. But if you know that there's something coming up that you particularly wanted to watch, it's pretty convenient just to look through into the lounge room and see that horse race, you know. So it's it's all, whereas it'd be real, it'd start to wear me down as much as I love horse racing. If I had to do my form and watch my races once you finished at seven or eight o'clock at night, you'd never do it, you know. Yeah. So um, so it, so it it is it is great to have the freedom of being able to do those sort of little things, whereas previously, geez, I can remember in being in an office and if dad would have a runner in or something or we had a runner um you know having to listen to it on a little walkman radio and that because um you know you couldn't really duck out of the office to slip across the road to the Twomer sports club to go and watch a race so now paul is how has the accounting job uh changed over the years uh i know for me as well as one of uh, my early memories of my father back when he was a jockey he he used to have tomatoes out in the back back fence and uh we backed onto a golf course victoria golf course and, and the back fence was was all like a like a strip where he had tomatoes and he used to water the tomatoes every day and he had took great pride in these tomatoes and growing the tomatoes and uh you know it wasn't until later 
one day when uh, he pulled a jar out of underneath the tomatoes where he was watering every day and it was in the days of the grey nurse, the, yeah. the grey $100 note, and they'd all got wet. And we had a sauna at the house there at Cheltenham and he'd laid all these $100 notes on the seats of the sauna, right, drying them out. Mum walked in and goes, what are you doing? He's gone, oh, my money's got wet. Oh, my money's got wet. And, and I remember seeing all that money thinking, wow, wait, what's going on here? Right? Good money in tomatoes. No wonder he loves those tomatoes. But I'm sure um, the job, the accounting side of things has changed a lot over the years. I mean, cash is, is just really not a thing now, is it? Or it's no. not, not, yeah. like it, not like it used to be. Yeah, you're correct there, Sam, to the silly point where there was a recent thing where an ANZ bank didn't have cash for someone who wanted to take cash out, which which is sadly just a sign of the times and that. But, oh, gee, that's sort of getting a bit ridiculous. But, but yeah, no, um, look, I still have some occupations that probably might get a bit of cash, but, um, oh, you know, you try and encourage them as much as possible to declare it, but, oh, you know, Going back to your dad's era and that, it was almost an art form, wasn't it, to try and um, get a bit, a bit of cash and keep it in a cunning kick on the side there. Clearly, clearly must have got the odd sling for a good a good winner and that over the years, yeah. Sam, and he's probably put them in a jar under the tomato bush. But, uh, you know, we've all heard plenty of stories around racing. And sadly, that, that you know, the other thing that goes with that is a lot of people bet online and that now, whereas me and my younger brother, you know, used to go to Clifford Park up here every Saturday because it was the only place you could watch the race. And no doubt it got us out of mum's hair and she'd drop you off at lunchtime and <laughs> we'd go up there and, you know, we'd we'd have a friendly bookie who might have our $2 each way or something on with. And But you more watch the characters and the punters and, and you know, for young kids that didn't have a lot of money and that, you'd be just, it, it was a great day out watching watching the theatre of the track and punters trying to put it over the bookies and then mum would probably come and pick us back up at 5.30 or 5 o'clock or something to go and do the horses, you know. So um, I, can, I can remember that and it's just a shame now that as you get older and everyone's so time poor, it's just way easier to, um, to sometimes to be at home and, and the coverage is so bloody good that, you yeah. sit at home and watch them on the TV, well, and you bet online, don't you? You know, so and you and you miss out, and probably a lot of that theatre of punters being there and betting in big numbers in cash, and that's probably long gone, sadly. So it's it's interesting you say that. I was talking to a mate of mine who who lives in Melbourne, and and we used to go to the races as you know twenty year olds and whatever, and you'd be full betting ring and bookmakers, and it was fantastic. I mean, there were no races on at home, all that sort of stuff. And he went to the races the other week. He went to Flemington. And uh, I said, oh, how was it? And he said, oh, it was all right. He said, I was in a big room and they had the racing on the TV, but there was no audio. There was no audio. I don't know what's going on. He said, I just wish we'd go back. He he doesn't really go very often, but he said, oh, it was nowhere near as good as it was when we used to just go in. And he said, you had to wear a suit and that was uncomfortable. He said, you know, you have to go in your shorts and your T-shirt. You're in the bedding ring and there's blokes smoking next to you and drink. (laughs) That was far better, he said. Far better. And I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. Look, Chris, it it um it it was uh, you know it was bloody a bloody entertaining afternoon, yeah. you know, and 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 as much too that I can remember when Sky first launched the home service, probably about 1997. We thought, wow, how good is it? You know, previously you had to drive to the races to watch a race or drive to a TAB that you could watch the races at home, but 
sadly then the coverage got so good that everyone sort of said, oh, well, this is easier and now it's really hard to get consistent crowds to a racetrack every week. They get them to the big days yeah. for the occasion and that, but what you're talking about there is you and your mate going along and, you know, trying to back a few winners and beating the bookies and watching the educated money and, yeah. geez, you know, you, no doubt you'd remember it the same as I can when there might have been, you know, 10, 15 bookies. So yep. a price might go off up one end and you'd be sort of sprinting to the other end <laughs> trying to get the price before it went off with that bookie, you know. With and, my $10 um, bet, you know, that's we, it. <laughs> we, we, yeah, well, you know, if, if you're a bloody a young bloke and you didn't have a lot of money, you wanted your $5 exactly. on a 3 to 1 rather than 2 to 1, didn't you? <laughs> you right. know, So you might, might be able to buy a pie or a bloody soft drink or something with the, with the profit, you know. So... Um, yeah, so, and, and, you know, even when we'd go down to strap the horses in Brisbane on the Higgins floats, you know, they might leave for the first race and we wouldn't come home till after the last in Brisbane. And, and, um, you know, you'd, you'd, def, you'd look after your horse and that, but you loved it when you had a quiet horse that you could let one of the other strappers keep an eye on for you and you'd go over to the betting ring and watch those really big bookies in the betting ring and one of my favorites in brisbane was brian ogilvy and just to watch him and it was much about body language as anything um that you know if someone's a smart ass came in there and tried to have a big bet with him he'd be just as likely to wind it out rather than wind it in just just to prove that he wasn't wasn't afraid at all and he more or less you know you can have it again if you want it so um yeah all that, all that sort of theater geez it was it was bloody great for a young fellow to watch watch growing up you know and sadly my young boy's eight-year-old now rory and when he comes to the races with me and that would take him to brisbane well it's totally different to what it was 20 and 30 years ago when i was going you know so now can, can we get some cash tonight in the first race to love somebody Oh, gee, I'd love to say, I'd love to hope so, Sam. Um, he's in his right class and uh, distance. Um, he's just not the most genuine horse going around. Um, he finds a way to get beat rather than to win. It's it's a real shame, him and his brother, Monday Monday. Um, they're out of a good mare. We had Manic Monday, and she was tough as nails. She had terrible feeder hole career, and just would never give up. She'd walk over hot coals for you, you know. And um, sadly, these boy, her sons don't have anywhere near the um, injury problem she had, but they're just not real genuine, unlike her. And it's been such a um, disappointment. She was such a lovely mare for us that the boys have got their got her ability, but they just don't have her mental toughness. But um, but yeah, look, I I hope he runs well, Sam. He's got he, he's got an awkward alley. And, um, you know, just, I don't know, I'd just like to see him win one again. I'll tell you what he is crying out for is a bit of um, give in the track, and we've had a fairly dry winter, um, and that's sort of been costing him a bit. That's why I've had to put the bubble cheeker on him there uh, tomorrow because he's just wanting to hang out a bit his last two runs as well, so he's probably feeling the tracks, you know. So, um, yeah, I'd sort of, uh, look, I, I I hope he can win, but I'd be... Yeah, I, I couldn't uh, be telling someone to back him of all horses. Uh, he's not. I'm, I'm not a real fan, I'm, and it, sad, it saddens me to say that. Now, in race two, you've got I Want That Man for the uh, Blondie fans. I love the way you name your horses. Uh, ran into Simbu last start and John Rambo, which is a pretty strong form line. Yeah, yeah, Chris, definitely. I did not want to... I looked like an absolute mug taking her down in that uh, maiden that day, but she'd been balloted out a couple of times and drawn wide, and she just needed to have a run. 
Um, I knew I couldn't possibly beat those two of Gollans, um, but the experience of travelling down and that was going to be good for her long term, um, and that has been a very good form race. That like mm. that John Rambo come out and bolted in his next start, you know. So I think the winner was a four hundred thousand dollars Spirit of Boom too, you know. So um, yeah, she's back in her uh, right class in Toowoomba. Um, I think she will make a decent horse down the track, but she's probably a prep or two away yet. Um, she's still learning what it's all about. And even there in Brisbane, when the sort of pressure went on, um, she didn't really know what she was doing and then sort of got back into her action the last 200 metres. I was happy enough with how she finished it off. So hopefully, back in her right class in a Toowoomba Maiden, she can run on on well, you know. Um, she's a horse butt that is going to keep on improving. Um, she'll probably go for a break after this run. She's been in a fair while, being a first sort of racing prep. Uh, and I'd expect her to find good improvement when she comes back in the prep after that and even the one after that again. We've had to be really patient with her. She's a lovely big uh, Hinchinbrook mare that I bought as a yearling, um, but she was a tall leggy mare, and I knew we were going to have to be patient with her, So, which we've done. Um, hopefully down the track she might um, string a couple together and um, turn out a decent horse. So. Paul, fascinating chat, and uh, best of luck tonight. Thanks very much, Sam. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Paul. The best. There is Paul Nolan. Let's get a quick break out of the way and we'll be back on the other side with all the tips for the weekend. Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. You're listening to The Darling Download on SEN Track. Welcome back to The Darling Download and it is a tipping time. And that means, Chris A. That means, Sammy, Aquas is home to seven well-credentialed stallions and Queensland breeders' number one supporter. There you go. And our main tipping man is Paul Knight at Aquas, from Aquas, and uh, he's got an extra tip this week. Welcome, Paul. Morning, gents. How are we? Very well. All all is well. All is well. We'll get uh, straight on the bunny here and get our tips out. Toowoomba, I am with race five, number eight, time to launch. Chris A. Uh, no, Paul can go next. Oh, uh, yeah, Paul's next, of course. Five, number eight. Okay, I'm going Toowoomba, race one, number five, scenic rim. And I'm going Toowoomba, race five, number eight, time to launch. There you go. Oh. We're on the same one, Sammy. Boom. Righto. That worked <laughs> for you last week. Eagle Farm, I'm race seven, number two, blaze a trail for the Ma Eustace camp. Uh, this will be winning again. I tell you, this has found its right race, and it's a winner. It's got a good record, this. Uh, I'm going Eagle Farm race one, number five, Kittery. Ran third for me a couple of weeks ago mm. at the sunny coast, and that's stepping up to 1,200. I think it's good hope. I'm going race six, number 11, We Go Bam, who's just busting to get out to 1,600 metres and can win at a good price. Mm, you've tipped it before too, haven't you? We Go, we Bam. Go Bam, maybe. Yeah, Jack Bruce horse. Yes. It? Yes, I thought so. Now, nationally, I'm going Flemington, race six, number eight, Mostly cloudy. I'm making a big comeback this week. I'm just going to get winners. <laughs> Paul? <laughs> well, you need, let me just tell you that you need to. <laughs> I'm going Flemington Race 5, uh, number 8, Salou. Okay. And I'm going Randwick Race 5, number 9, Tintuki from an inside gate. Paul, you got an extra one. Yep, and then for my extra, I'm going to Eagle Farm, race eight, number four, Enterprise POM. Ooh, I hope you're right there. Oh, wow. Paul, have a ripper weekend and uh, best of luck. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Paul. There is Paul Knight from Aquis and Chriso.
Uh, what are you really gambling with, Sam? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Now, remember about Aquas, your source for two-year-old speed, home to Queensland's 2022 leading first season sire, the Mission, and home to Group 1 producing sire, Invader. I have a few tips here for the meeting uh, tonight, the six-race card at uh, Toowoomba. And in the first race, I am with Paul Scenic Rim. I think this will be getting the money for Les Bubba Tilly. Race number two. I thought number nine, look at Rosa for Tommy Dougal can run well. Uh, It's drawn a good gate and Nozzy on board. Race three, I am with number six, which is Atlantic Way. It'll be improved from first up. Nathan Vazakli on board from a good gate. Race four, uh, number two, Beauty Room. Uh, Fahachi and Justin Huxtable drawn a good gate. This will be running well. Race five, well, we know that you and I are both with time to launch for Kevin Kemp, the Darling Download's favourite trainer. Yep. Uh, Kenji Yoshida on board. And then race six, number one, Steinbrenner. Georgie. It's been good, first up and second up, and uh, can be getting the money on its home track out to the 1600 Should bolt that in. You would have thought so, wouldn't you? I would have thought so. Eagle Farm placing last. I'll give you one other to take you on, and that's okay. Coburg, race four, number five. Well, Kevin Kemp. Yep. Kevin. Darling down low zone. Rightio. So there is our tips uh, for Toowoomba tonight. Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be a big weekend of racing, Chris. So, uh, anything at Eagle Farm that stands out to you? Uh, yeah, we go Bam. Oh, of course, we go Bam. Yeah, I like we go Bam, and I like a Toowoomba horse. I like Gaius in race four. I think it'll run a really nice race, and you can get each way. One of uh, Mark Curry's fourteen hundred, good gate, no way. Race three, number three, ready available. I think it's found its right race for Jack Bruce. Uh, stay and can be hard to beat. But that is us done and dusted on the Darling Download. For another week, we'll be back same time next week. All the best, putters.